This is Anne Mary Mullane, the podcast coordinator for Sunday to Sunday. This week's podcast will be brought to you by Margaret Burke, a professional storyteller from Illinois. I hope you enjoy her approach to Sunday to Sunday Witness. This is one of the legends that has come down about St. Francis of Assisi. In 13th century Italy, Gubbio was a beautiful city. It had piazzas with magnificent fountains, restaurants with sumptuous foods, churches with exquisite marble. Wherever they went, the people of Gubbio carried their reputation with them, proud of the fact that there was no dirt on their streets, no dust on their buildings, no harsh words between husband and wife, no rebellion in children, at least not in public. A wall rose 20 feet high around the city, protecting it from foreigners or invaders or wild beasts. The wolf paced outside the wall. The taunting smell of roasting meat intoxicating him. He bent low, sniffing from stone to stone, looking for a crack in the impenetrable wall until finding a weak spot, a weak spot that would allow entry and he began to dig. In the morning, a child cried out for their beloved pet. Carcass of a dog was found lifeless in the streets. What creature gained entry? roared the father. Our animals are not capable of this ugliness, wept the mother. What guard failed to lock the gate? accused the butcher. Replace the guard, replace the guard, they yelled. That night, the people of Gubbio were extra vigilant as they swept their doorsteps and locked their doors, keeping all dogs inside. In the morning, the blacksmith found a mangled horse in his stable. Anxious voices shot back and forth. How could this happen? What gained entry? Where was the guard? I saw nothing. Nothing entered through the gate, confirmed the guard. Now the people looked at one another with suspicion. Two young men saw an opportunity. One said, those who kill the invader will make a name for themselves. Ah, you are right, my friend, replied the other. We have swords, do we not? So that night, swords in hand, they patrolled the streets of Gubbio. When the black veil of night lifted, an old woman's voice woke the city. I saw it. I saw it. People gathered round. Oh, it was late last night. I could not sleep. I saw from my window in the dim light, loping down the street, blood dripping from his mouth, a beast, wolf-like. It seemed to be a, a wolf. I dared not come out into the light of day. It cannot be possible. There are no wolves in Gubbio. An anguished 
cry pierced the air, heads turned, heart stops. The boys were found, broken, bloody. Now the people of Gubbio were terrified. All through the day, that was talk in the restaurants, in the shops, in the homes. There is a wolf in Rubio. They gathered in the piazza in the city. This is one of the legends that has come down about St. Francis of Assisi. In 13th century Italy, Gubbio was a beautiful city. It had piazzas with magnificent fountains, restaurants with sumptuous foods, churches with exquisite marble. Wherever they went, the people of Gubbio carried their reputation with them, proud of the fact that there was no dirt on their streets, no dust on their buildings, no harsh words between husband and wife, no rebellion in children, at least not in public. A wall rose 20 feet high around the city, protecting it from foreigners or invaders or wild beasts. The wolf paced outside the wall. The taunting smell of roasting meat intoxicating him. He bent low, sniffing from stone to stone, looking for a crack in the impenetrable wall until finding a weak spot, a weak spot that would allow entry, and he began to dig. In the morning, what? Tell him, said one, to tell the wolf to keep the commandments, especially the commandment that says, thou shalt not kill. There was mild applause at this suggestion. No, said another. It's not enough to tell the wolf not what not to do. We must appeal to the best in him. Tell him to keep the great commandments, to love God and neighbor. Uh, there was a bit more applause following that suggestion. My friend, said the butcher, a wolf is a wolf is a wolf. There will be no change. Tell the holy man to tell the wolf to go someplace else. The people applauded loudly. Yes, yes, that's it, that's it. Tell him where to go. And everyone began shouting options just exactly where to tell the wolf to go. The delegation departed immediately, risking time, but losing the long way round the woods where the wolf lived, knowing they must return with the holy man before nightfall. They found him on the outskirts of the city with some friends repairing an old church. Turning to one another, they said, his clothes are soiled, his shoes have holes. He's much too short to be a holy man. But their needs were desperate. They approached him and led him off in private so none would hear their tale of terror. The holy man listened, and seeing how straight they held themselves, asked one question. Do you sweep the streets of your city more than twice a day? 
Oh, yes, yes, 10 times a day, they answered. 10 times. There is no dirt on the streets of Ubel. Ah, the holy man nodded his head. Go home, and I will see what I can do. Oh, no, no, you must come now, now. Very well. The delegation left immediately and arrived home just as the sun was beginning to set. Without a word, the holy man walked the streets of Gubbio with quick, wise eyes, noting how tightly parents held their children and then passed silently back through the gate. In the moonlight outside the wall, he bent low, carefully feeling with his hands, reaching the shadows with his eyes, discovering at last the breach in the wall the villagers had not found. Breathing in the night air and closing his eyes, he settled himself onto his haunches to wait. The smell of wolf reached his nose, and without opening his eyes, he stretched out his hand and said, Brother Wolf. That night, the wolf did not gain entry, nor the next, nor the next. The people waited and wondered. On the third morning, they found the holy man standing next to the fountain in the piazza. They quickly gathered and began to shout. Did you tell the wolf to keep the commandments to love God? No. Did you tell him to love his neighbors? No. The mayor cleared his throat and asked, Did you tell him where to go? My good people of Gubbio, the answer is very simple, said the holy man. You must feed your wolf. The people were shocked. Shock gave way to confusion, confusion to fury. What does he mean, our wolf? This is not our wolf. We did not invite this wolf to come to Gubbio. I say to you, good people, feed your wolf. With that, he turned and walked out through the gate. All day long, on the streets, in the churches, in the homes, people asked, what does he mean, feed our wolves? At night, they locked their doors. That night, through the breach in the wall came the shadow. It prowled down this street and up that alley. Suddenly, a door cracked. Open light streamed out from the inside. The old one, the one who had seen it, pushed a platter of food, food into the light. The shadow came to the offering, looked up into the light with hungry eyes, and ate. That night, no harm came. The next night, through the breach came the shadow. It prowled down this street and up that alley. Two doors opened, two fathers. Each had lost a son. Pushed a platter of food into the light. 
The shadow came to the offering, looked up into the light with hungry eyes and ate. And that night, no harm came. Soon, every man and woman in Rubio had fed their wolf. There came the day that the gates of the city were left open at night, and whether the wolf came in or no, it did not matter. Some mornings paw prints were seen or matted grass that had been a bed. Now the children of Rubio ran more freely, hair shaggy from wild wolf play, and sometimes not even combed before church. And now and again, the raucous howling of oh, husband and wife could be heard through an open window. The people of Gubbio still traveled from city to city in Italy. Their distinctive dress called attention to themselves. People would ask, strangers, where are you from? They would reply simply, we are from Gubbio. The response was quick in coming and, and often accompanied by a sneer. Gubbio, Gubbio, well, we hear you had a wolf in Gubbio. They would smile and say, yes, we have a wolf in Gubbio and we feed our wolf. Hi. I hope you have enjoyed Margaret Burke's approach to witness. She will be back with us very soon. And as always, if you have any ideas for a podcast, please contact us at annmary at sundaytosunday.com. We'd love to hear from you.